0: All right, y'all, welcome back here. Welcome back to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here. Got my boy Dupree here with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. How we feeling? How we feeling? How we feeling? Hey, man, feeling good. It's, dang, we done made it, bro. It's December. It's crazy. <laughs> this The year for sure just, you know, oh, man, boy. I, yeah. it's 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 wild. It's wild. That's, Ain't really much all I can say, man. You know, we wrapping up with Thanksgiving and getting ready for getting ready for Christmas. Trying to get all this stuff together, man. Mm-hmm. Putting up the I'm a little late, but I'm going to be putting up the Christmas tree this weekend, man. I'm a little, I'm a little uh-huh. late compared to some others, but well, we gonna everybody a say, man, it's just, you know. it's just it's just the seven, man. You not
1: it is. I don't like oh, compared yeah. to some other people. The day I think we had some trees up, yeah. So you yeah, yeah you a couple weeks late, but you good, man. You good, yeah, bro. So, Shoot, how you? How you living? I'm good, man. Good, man. I was on the road, on the road, um all week. Been on the road, so um, doing that, and then I, uh, I'll be heading back down to Georgia uh, for Saturday. Uh, my sister's graduating from West Georgia Nursing Nursing School, so go down there and learn, celebrate that. We did back at it, back at
0: it, man. Recruiting, boy, on the road, end it, end it, headed it. So, that's been it, that's been it, man. I'm already knowing, bro. I mean, you know, it as a coach, bro. This is that time of the year for y'all. You know, the season's done, it's wrapping up. And even though that part of the season's done now, this is a, this is a new season right here that oh, yeah. you're already working on, getting ready. Uh, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. The portal opened back up this past week, and it's been, I mean, I can't even keep count now of how many you feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm already knowing, bro. You know what I mean? So it's just. Day one,
1: it opened on the fourth for Division One. Yeah, yeah. It was over 900 dudes.
0: That's insane. On bro. day
1: one. It was over That's 900 insane. Division One guys in the portal, bro. Doing
0: my that's phone. That's insane. Up. That is insane, bruh. That it's is wild. insane. But it's, I guess you you know, that's, I mean, that's that's today's college football, bruh. I, yeah. I, it yeah. is what it is now. Uh, it's just something that we all got to get used to. I mean, well, I said transferring is not nothing new. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's the yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. but it's just the way that it is now with the portal, it's just. It's something different, man. Something we ain't never seen, you know, we ain't never seen before and still trying to get used to and everything like that, man. But uh, you know, guys are transferring, coaches are being moved, fired, hired, um, all over the place, man, all different levels. Um, y'all know last week episode we had to tackle with the alma mater dealing with the firing of, of a coach and uh, you know, the AD said it, man. At the time, they was looking for a coach. It was gonna be quick. They was gonna make sure they found something. and they 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 came true to their word, man. And a week later, now at MTSU, we see we got a, a a new head coach in, and it's uh former Vanderbilt head coach Derek Mason coming in as the new uh MTSU head football coach, the 15th uh coaching program history now, um uh, coming in to take over. Um, this this MTSU program here and now with this new makeshift of the Conference USA. Uh, when the news broke, which kind of wasn't official yet, but the the, the rumors and the, and everything was kind of saying that this was a done deal. And of course, the next day, which was I believe yesterday, they had the press conference uh, at at the campus and everything like that. So um, as a both as former alumni, but for you as a former player there here at MTSU, uh, I guess my, my two questions is on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about the hire? Uh, and, you know, what do you think could be the pros and cons of having Coach Mason in here now for the Blue Raiders? Scale of one to
1: ten, one being no no good and ten being elated. I say I'm at like a seven and a half, eight. Um I was not expecting I was not expecting that Coach Mason um at all. Um, I mean it surprised me. Um surprised me that we hired a brother. Really, if I'm gonna be completely honest. Um I it did. Now we you know he has, obviously, he was head coach at Vanderbilt, um, D.C. at Auburn, D.C. at Oklahoma State. So, he's seen some of the best of the best, coached with some of the best of the best players, coaches, coached to get some of the best of the best when it comes to the SEC and the Big 12. Um, so, he definitely has a wealth of knowledge, he's been coaching for over 30 years. I listened to his press conference um, and stuff. So, I was out Excited, man. Excited. Um, Pros and cons. I think obviously the pros, man, he's been in the Middle Tennessee area. He was at Vennie. He was in Nashville. So he understands Middle Tennessee, the region. He understands that region. He's recruited in that region before. He's gone out and gotten players to come to Vanderbilt from that region. Um, On a high level on what many... Would say is the highest level of college football in the SEC, um, and so that is definitely exciting um, to to bring him in with the wealth of knowledge and things that he has of the game. I think that's going to help MT a lot um, because those experiences he will be able to see. He he knows he'll be able to see and spot what deficiencies we might have. Um, not just from a just. In general, resources, player, whatever it is, he'll be able to see and spot that stuff, and he knows what to do with those things because he's been at those other places. Um the cons, man, and I, I think people are are, are gonna I kind of seen it already. Dale Dale's been going at it again, boy. Dale's <laughs> been oh, going, be, oh, going at it again a little bit. But I think the cons is man, and it it's something that He's gonna have to, I guess, I don't want to say address, but something kind of got to have to deal with his record. He doesn't have a great track record as a head coach. Um, he was DC at Auburn. Now, obviously, it's not they got let go. Was not, you know, whatever. Like head coach get let go, that that kind of ha- goes with, you know, it happens. Um, and then Oklahoma State wasn't, it, you know, wasn't it great. Kind of took the year off. But I did like what he said in this pre- co- press conference was like it was. It was good for him to get away from the game. Um, he wasn't on the sidelines. He was, you know, commentating and an- analyzing and things like that. I think that that's an underrated part of what we do with coaching. Not saying that everybody has to go, off, go and take a year off, but I think that him, what it sounded like is him taking that year off allowed him to sit back and reflect and think. And sounds like he's Found a new love for the game. Not saying that he did love it before, or that he lost the love for the game, but he found a new love for the game of football. And um, when when I was there, we played against those Vandy teams. He was the head coach with Ralph Webb and Zach uh, Zach Cunningham and all them dudes, man. And uh, Vandy was always going to be a hard-nosed team that played defense and that ran football. Um, and he said that in his press conference. He mentioned the running the football aspect. Um, I think he's going um, to bring a lot of good energy um, that I think that MT needs. He's going to inject some good juju in there. Um, and that new, I mean, all that new stuff will be done in twenty twenty five, man. So he's going to be he's going to have all that stuff, all those resources that that facility you know, ready to use at his fingertips, man. I think he's going to do, I think he's going to do well, man. He, from the standpoint of having, having relationships in the area, being familiar with the area, being familiar with MTSU, um, a younger guy, have some energy. I don't know the way he's going to do as far as staff wise, but I think that um, everything now is kind of going, coming in place for him to be successful, man. But, like I said, like that you ask pros and cons. To people are gonna look at his record and kind of like, uh, really? Like, are you sure? So you gotta give a man a chance to to go and do it. I hope he does it. I hope he turns gets it going. I hope he gets it going. And um, yeah, I just remember, I watched that press conference, man, and hearing that fight song, like, just it did some I don't know. Like it was just like it did something to me. It's like man, I, I just want to see. MT do well, man. Like I, I just want to see MTSU do well. Um, and I saw so I think that's my biggest thing. is, like, I just want to do well. I want to do well.
0: Yeah, for me, I would say uh my my reaction was kind of kind of similar to yours. Uh I don't want to say shocked, but just a little surprise. And really for the most part, because his name wasn't a name that we was hearing. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, oh, maybe try to see if we can get Manny Diaz to come back here. Uh see about Scotty uh Waldron up there, awesome piece, if we can get him down. And then when they found out that he took the UTEP job, it was kinda like, okay, well, who's next in the search that they they have? And I mean the whole time, you know, I don't you know, I'm not sure, but you know, the whole time obviously Coach Mason was on the radar somewhere for them to look into. Wanting to, to bring him in, um, and it worked out. Uh, you know, I for me, my skill when I rated it without any games being played or anything happening, I gave it a six. Um, I think he's going to be real solid, uh, just because, like you said, being at Vandy, knowing the area, recruiting from the area, uh, he's already had one kid from the Murfreesboro area. Uh Keyshawn Williams, a, a DB who I saw recently uh this past season, um, pretty good DB. Already has an offer for him. So he's already living up to what he said in the in the press comments as well, trying to make sure to recruit in the area in Murfreesboro. because um, it's a it's a lot of talent in that area um that seems like it, you know, it goes to other places. And you know, rightfully so, it is what it is. I, I can, you know, can't fault him for that, but um, the fact that you know it's, it's some this is something new, it's something refreshing. You know, it's gonna be a new voice in that in that area in that locker room. It's definitely gonna give like some juice. Um, I'm I agree with you too. I think the main thing, of course, when the hire happened initially, I would say you know people like me, I guess you know just the regular like you know student body or alumni or fans are probably thinking you can't ignore. 27 and 55 and i get it because you know those those wins and losses it is what it is Mm -hmm. however me personally i am going to take that with a grain of salt and i am going to take that as this was at vanderbilt which probably is if not one of or the toughest uh, power five job to have and i don't mean like tough as in like you know The expectations of it was just tough because you want to talk about facilities. I mean, compared to some of the other SEC schools, their facilities aren't that great either, Um, especially for football. You know, that let's just, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like what what the Goonies was saying. Most of those guys is there. and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Vanny, but it's like most of those guys, they're going to end up being doctors or police officers you know they they're going to be well successful educated you know young men yeah you know, those that academic you know yeah uh, that that uh, that academic standard there is just there i mean uh, unless you come in to play baseball they I'm will be, i don't know which other sports is really just you know there with with that much success outside of baseball so I, I take it for that, just because, and I know people want to say, "Oh, well, what about James Franklin?" It's like, well, he only won twenty four games during his time, and they only—I think they never—they never—I think the most they won was maybe eight, nine wins in the season. Yeah. So, which was—I mean, which is great for brought- Vanderbilt standards. Yeah. Don't get me—that's that's great, but it's like. There hasn't – nothing's been done really beforehand and it hasn't been done afterwards, and it's just – it is what it is. So, that's just kind of like that one anomaly, it seems like, just for James Franklin, but even still, I mean – and even though, like, yeah, it was only 27 wins, Derek Mason did have three wins against uh, AP top 25 teams. So, like, he's beaten – they've had some games where he's beaten some ranked teams before. So, it's not like, you know, it was just all – for and he was just you know they were only winning the non-conference mm-hmm. games, and that was it. There was a few games they had every now and again where they they beat some, um, they beat some pretty decent teams, man. It's just it, it's the SEC right, and it's Vanderbilt, so it's just kind of like, Oof. you know, like can we really be upset with that? And I mean, those other two stints just being DCs, it is what it is. So I, I think he'll do well. I hope he does well. The fact that you know. The the you know the the new facilities and the athletic center is going to be done here by twenty twenty five. So um, you know it is what it is. Um, for some people, does it move the needle? I don't know. Maybe not. But I mean, hopefully, it gets to the point where he gets his guys the program and where he wants it to where you know they're competing for conference championships. And not just you know necessarily six seven wins you know and everything like that year in the year out because then if it's if it's doing that then why would you get rid of yeah why would you get rid of stock you know you could have been okay with that Um, and then if it doesn't you know if it doesn't just work out it just doesn't work out so I that's why I'm putting it at a six just because it's kind of like I get it you can't ignore the record but. That's the SEC compared to now, especially this landscape of what Conference USA is going to be. I mean, it was only nine teams this year. You got Kennesaw State coming in this season. We know now Delaware will be in in twenty twenty five, so they they get them up to eleven. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's a shot. You know, it's a shot. Like you know, obviously now the the, the bar is is Liberty. Um, the bar is yeah. Liberty as far as, the, you know, the top. And then, of course, the next thing in hand or even if you want to before you even get the Liberty, the next thing is hand now to start beating that team a hundred miles away from you. Got gotcha. you. You know, it's been a few years. It's been a couple of years since that's happened. So it's kind of that's probably priority. Number one in hand is to be Western you know, mm-hmm. and then we can figure out the West and then you start to see where you love yourself up compared to, you know, Liberty, uh, you know, Western New Mexico State had a pretty good year this year. They yeah. beat the crap out of Auburn. So, I mean, you know, yeah. um, that's that. So, I guess for me, I guess the last thing on it and we'll move on to it is and I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the schedule for next year, so I only know what it, what it looks like, but what can you deem as a a successful year one for Coach Mason? And it doesn't have to necessarily have to be win-loss. Maybe more so, like, just – which is what we clamored about the last episode, just support from the community, support from the alumni, fans, you know, uh, student body. Like, what, what, what level do we want that to say this was a successful year one outside of wins and losses? Because – I mean, you know, a lot of guys left from the portal and everything like that, so it is what it is, but what are, what are we considering success for year one? Outside of wins and losses, I think
1: it's to kind of, see us, it's to see MT win some of those recruiting battles that maybe we had started to lose Um, Here recently Um, If we're not talking wins and losses um, And really man To Get the support Get the support man Like Them boys Work way too hard And put too much time and effort into To go and play In in an empty stadium And I know it Because I've done it I played in it. And so just to see that like to if that's the if that's the jolt of energy that people needed at MT to all right, cool, I'm become you know, I'm, I'm coming to games, I'm doing this, doing that, then let, let's get behind this. Let's get behind Coach Macy, man, and, and show support and show it for these boys, man, because they work it and they work hard. Coach I already know Coach, I mean they're gonna they gonna work hard, man. They're gonna work hard. Um because to get to the where they wanna get to, they're gonna have to. Um and so really just to get some of win some of those those battles that for some guys that we might have been kind of wavering on, um, you know, might have been back and forth a little bit. And and to get support from from the fan base from the community, like fill up Floyd, man. Like let's get back, let's get the let's get the Filling that stadium up. It was like, like a real home field advantage, for real. Um, those would be the things for me, man, for real. Outside of wins or loss, I want to win. Want to win. But outside of that, those would be my two.
0: Yeah, for sure. I agree with you on that, man. Uh, so much, man, much, much hopeful, great success for Coach Mason, man. Wish for nothing but the best. Uh, you know hopefully to get you know just like i said just to bring back that energy that much needed energy that's needed there into the into the community into the school uh man hopefully you know it, it it's uh it's to the point where we we could be a chance have a chance to where now especially now with the playoffs going into 12 teams next these next few years to where who knows you know something could happen and Depending on schedule and everything like that and you know how other teams are looking, we could be Liberty. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that's that's not far fetched. I mean, you know, it sounds crazy to say maybe to some people, but it's really not far fetched. So, you know, that's that. Uh wish nothing but the best one for sure. Yeah. Uh but moving on here uh to the to the NFL, week fourteen um underway tonight already. You got the Patriots and the Steelers. Um, not what I expected. I, I thought it'd be kind of very low scoring, but <laughs> right now it's not. I think it's twenty-one to ten. Uh, New England up. New England's right England up. Yeah. So uh, that's not good for the the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, who currently sits at the first wild card spot at seven five due to uh pretty much tiebreakers right now. Um, but man, when you look at that playoff push because we're getting into December here, so we're getting down to the last, that last, last little stretch right here. It's it's insane how it looks right now in the AFC from 5 to 11. I mean, essentially even... 20, nobody is really considered out, maybe outside <laughs> of New England. Yeah. I mean, I know mathematically they're still in, but even... You and that's know, it's just... It's it's so wrap. I mean, but in, in in reality, I would say between between Pittsburgh and Buffalo, and maybe maybe the Chargers, I just I, I've lost my faith in them, so I can't. That's why I can't put put them in there. But it's just insane how that is right now. We got five forces, what five 16s competing for three spots right now. Um. And then it's like it's kind of the teams that we it's some teams in there that we kind of I will say I didn't expect I didn't think that you know I didn't think Indianapolis would be in the thick of it I didn't think Houston would be in the thick of it, uh, man. Just looking over there in the in the AFC, uh, it's it's crazy. And I mean, same thing over in the NFC, man. Outside of outside of Dallas, those last two playoff spots in the wild card. From Minnesota down to New Orleans, one game separated by one game, <laughs> so uh, it's 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 crazy out here. And I think you know, and, that's, and the, the crazy thing is, is some of these teams are you know getting ready to play each other. So it's it's uh it's getting hectic down here, man. Who who's a team right now in both conference that or teams that you may think they they, they have a playoff spot right now, but it's really really in jeopardy. In the AOC, I would
1: go Cleveland and and, and and Pittsburgh because of the injuries at the quarterback position. I think those two teams both have defenses that can keep them in games, that can win them games, they're gonna have to get some consistent quarterback play. Cleveland is kind of is rough because Deshaun is out. So you you got you you got what you got. Yep. And, and Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett being out, I believe it was a concussion, right? It was a concussion, I believe
0: concussion, that was concussion. I think it was concussion. I think he has like a some type of leg or ankle injury. Yeah, so
1: he's gonna they're gonna need him to get back healthy as soon as he can because lo and behold, here comes Indianapolis rising from the ashes, all of a sudden send at seven and five, and then Houston, like you mentioned. Houston's been doing their thing and then Denver all of a sudden has found stride. I think the Chargers are out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So even with those three teams and then, I mean, Cincinnati's still sitting at 6-6 even after losing Joe Burrow. So, but between Indy, Houston, and really Denver, they keep that thing going, man. Like, the Browns and the Steelers, they gonna be they're they gonna be in some trouble. They're gonna be in some trouble, man. Like they gotta get some good, they gotta pick up some wins. And obviously, this loss tonight, if they were to lose, you know, this game's still going up. But if they lose to the weekly, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt the Steelers' shot chances. And then in the NFC, man, to be honest, it's easy to say Minnesota and Green Bay. I'm gonna say the Falcons though, man. I'm gonna say the Falcons. They got a uh, granted, I mean, they undefeated in, in, in the division right now, in the finish of the division. Um, but you still got another game against Tampa Bay, another game against New Orleans. And you have got to finish out this this, this season strong. Um can't you lose a game that you're not supposed to lose. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and they still have to play Carolina. So you still have to play Carolina, Tampa, and and New Orleans. You finish off the year going to New Orleans. So they got to finish off this 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 season strong man, if they want to win the division um, because Tampa Bay and New Orleans are both sitting at 5-7. and The only a game above them, um, a game ahead of them in, in the standards for the division. Um, So, those would be the teams, man. These are tight races. I I, I remember. I think this week, I really like the the move of going to seven teams because there's only one team that got to buy. But it definitely makes this a whole lot more competitive. Um, One thing, and then I'm going to let you go. I I heard – I like listening to the first take, and I like listening to – on Wednesdays, you got Mad Dog Russo was on, and he does like the What Are You Mad About and all that type of stuff. And he mentioned that basically how the Falcons are, are going to win the division and host the playoff game at at eight and nine, and they had to play Dallas, who you know who's going to have a winning record and all that type of stuff. And then, you know, M and Stephen they were both like, yeah, they should they should get away from division winners being able to host. Like it should be based upon your your. Uh, your record. I do not agree, you know, and it's not because the Falcons are in a position right now the way they would host a playoff game. I think if you win, you win your division, you should at least be able to host a game. Why not? There's four divisions. You have four division winners. Why can't I host it? Because then the question is, I want my division. They did Why do they get to host the game? Because Why? Because their record was better. And I get it like, okay, yeah, the record might be better, but I did what I need to do to win my division. You didn't. So come on to Atlanta or go on to State San Francisco or whatever, you know, whatever that is. So um, that's kind of my two cents. I don't agree with that, man. I think you need to if you if if you if it's gonna be like this, if you're gonna structure the playoffs like that, it needs to be whoever it is. Because because in baseball, we talk about in baseball i believe was it the was it the year the Braves won the i think the the year the Braves was it the year the Braves won the World Series and the year after the Braves had a better record than whoever they were playing and had to and I think it was milwaukee playing milwaukee in that in that in that playoff run and milwaukee was the home was had home field advantage Milwaukee won in division The Brains had a better record, but they won a division, so they had to go and play in Milwaukee. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. So that's kind of my two cents. On. I know it's
0: MLB, that's not NFL, but. Well, see, to me, to me, what makes it so dumb to say is that it will only be, you know, to my knowledge, it will only be like maybe, what, the third or fourth time that this would even ever happen anyway. Where True. you know, if a, you know, so it doesn't happen that often. If they so, finish A and Nine, that's even if they finish with a losing record. Right, right, 'cause we don't I yeah. mean, right, we don't know. They could reel off, they could they could they could reel off five straight or win four out of their four out of five and be ten <laughs> and seven. So what's the difference if they're ten and seven and Dallas is twelve and five? They don't yeah. have a losing record. They don't have a losing yeah. record. So what like, what are we talking about? So it's just kind of like the 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 makeup of it and the rules of it is there for a reason. I, I That would be so dumb. Why would you tell some? Because then at the point, what's the point of playing divisions then if we're going to do that? Yeah, that's true. What's they
1: the point of playing divisions?
0: Win your what's, division. Yeah, what's the point of playing and winning your division if you can't host a, a postseason game? Because it's not going to. That's not going to matter. So, I mean, it's like that, that's not a thing that constantly happens. Like, no, every year there's not somebody as far as winning the division that's coming in with a losing record. Okay, it happened last year with Tampa Bay. I think it happened another time with Seattle one year, and I think Washington did it in 2020.
1: Now it happened in the Beast Quake. That was the Beast Quake year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, so. yeah. Seattle, yeah, Seattle did it that year with the Beastquake. Quake. Uh, I want to say Washington was the next team to do it. Okay. And uh, I think that 2020 year, I think they had a seven to nine record when they played Tampa. Uh, and then of course, Tampa did it last year at eight at nine, just because, you know, the, the South was just so bad. So it's not like this is something that happens every year. Like it's yeah. just right now. That's just what it is. But like you said, who's to say that they even going to have a losing record? We don't know. So it's just kind of like, that's, that's, I don't know. That's kind of dumb to me, but for sure, for me, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, definitely in trouble. I, I mean, if 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 Pittsburgh can get Kenny Pickett back, that might be a different story. I mean, Cleveland's defense can keep them keep them in games, but I think that's just so hard to yeah. not have Deshaun Watson out there. It's just going to be, I think that's just going to be tough to overcome. Um, you know, unless teams just kind of sputter out because. You know who? Who knows what could happen. Um, but I think for sure Cleveland is in a lot, a lot of trouble. Yeah, and I, you know, but it is what it is with that. And over in NFC, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I see where you're going with with Atlanta. Um, but to be honest, I don't. I don't think any team, maybe Minnesota, just because who knows? Maybe maybe the Josh Dobbs honeymoon is over with. Yeah, because uh, to me, a team that scares me that's looking really, really, really good right now is the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I know towards the beginning of the year they didn't they didn't look that well. Look, you know, they had that first game against Chicago and Jordan Love looked like. Okay, he's gonna be all right. And then like, you know, they they had their issues, uh, but now it's, you can just tell like he's improved each game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell that he's getting more comfortable and more comfortable, more comfortable and just knowing what he's doing. And I mean, they talk about a young team. I think they're the youngest team in the in the league. So a lot of youth, um, a lot of inexperience, but you can tell like they are gradually getting better each week, man. And that's that's a scary sight. that defense is is Don't get talked about a lot. It's not, like, one of the better ones, but it's very solid. Um, And offensively, you can just tell that, like I said, Jordan Love is getting more comfortable with the play calling, with the playbook, uh, with his receivers. Um, I don't know. Christian Washington needs to go borrow somebody's hamstrings. Um, It seems like every every time he gets himself ready – and then, boom! It's a hamstring injury, and it's just like, oh my god! Can you, can we, can we get this together for you, bro? Can, yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay healthy. Um, you know, every I don't know, you know, the Rams. I'm not sure. I mean, granted, Matt Stafford is there. But yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, same thing with Seattle. I don't know. I thought they'd be a little bit better, but. It's gonna to be tough for them to because they already got swept by the Rams, so it's kind of yeah. like if it comes down to tiebreakers, they they need a lot of they're gonna need a lot of help. So I don't know, it's gonna be interesting to see. But I mean, we got these last uh, we got these last what four or five weeks here, yeah. So it's whew, it's, it's it's getting down to it, man. It's, it's getting greedy, closer boy. and closer and closer. So um, a lot a lot a lot of stake for sure. Um, and we 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 mentioned this team here before. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals—they getting ready. Big, big, big win that they got this past man. Monday night. Uh, against, they needed that. They needed they that the Even, Oh man, like that was it. That was going to be the one that they needed because not they, which was I was watching. I when when Monday Night Football is on, I watched Peyton and Eli. How is that? So I've
1: never I've to. Told- I've never tuned in. I turned it one time, but every time I see a clip, man, it's, they, it's something funny going on. Like, so, really watching the game, like, because it seemed like they should be talking, like, it'd be like, you know, they have a regular conversation and they have, like, celebrities on and stuff.
0: So it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's is sometimes it's a regular conversation. Sometimes, but uh, honestly, a lot of times the regular conversation between Peyton and Eli is about the game. So you know they yeah. would, um, uh, like for example, right when when Zach Taylor kept trying to make his receivers throw the ball, and you see that Jake Browning is having a good night. Peyton was just Peyton and Eli both were kind of just like, "What are we doing?" Like, hey you got a guy who's playing really well. Just just let him throw it. He's hot. You know, so they kind of have, it's kind of more so like they're watching the game. um, And they're like, it's like them commentating, but not necessarily like how Troy and and Joe. So you don't hear, you don't hear Troy and Joe, uh, Troy and uh, Joe book. You don't hear them. You just get the natural sound of the game. And then the referees, if there, if there's a flag every now and again, and, Yes, they, they have guests to come on every now and again, and then when a team is into the red zone, if their guest is there, they let them kind of predict on what happens, and yeah. if they get it right, they put them on the board. You know, so it's it's a little different, yeah. but um, I, I me personally, I like it just because you get a little mix of everything, and it's not just all one and the same, but – they had Kay Adams on there as one of the guests uh, this past this past Monday. And, you know, she was sitting there watching and she was, you know, she was talking, which, you know, obviously she used to be the host of Good Morning Football. So that was kind of, you know, that was going to be more decent football talk there compared to maybe some other guests that they had. But um, she mentioned it. She was like, man, if the, if the Bengals don't win this, they're cooked. Like the season was over with because yeah. I just don't know how they could get back into the thick of it, but winning that this past Monday is great. They got another test on hand at home here against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who is doing all of this, making their run with Gardner Minshew. You know, I, when Anthony Richardson went down, we probably thought, okay, it was over, you know, yeah. um, get ready for next season, but they've been rolling along. Um, this is a big, big matchup. Cause once again, like we mentioned, this going into tiebreakers, you know, how this would go and everything like that. So, it's it's a it's it's a lot on the line here. Uh, who you got in this one, man?
1: Uh, I think I'm a. The question is: Can Jake Browning have another game like that? Can he? Right. Can he have a repeat? Can he have a repeat performance like that? Obviously, if some people are familiar with Jake Browning. Jake Browning played quarterback at Washington play with John Ross. Um he was the quarterback that led Washington
0: to the playoffs, first, right?
1: First to that yeah, first that was, playoff, that playoff team. Um against Alabama back in, I believe that was twenty sixteen. That was yeah, the sixteen, yep, that was sixteen. Yeah, so um he has talent man and he can play is it like I said, it's gonna be can he have a repeat performance. And not to even say a repeat performance like that, but can he Continue to just play well. Um, Indianapolis has been hot. They've been rolling. I like, I mean, I, I like Cincinnati for a couple of years now, I man. I, I'm going to roll with Cincinnati. I'm going to go with Cincinnati at home. I think when, when you have some weapons like Cincinnati has with Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and, and Mixon. I think it, it it makes it easy on a on a quarterback coming into this situation because you have all those weapons. They make your job a whole lot easier. Uh, I think that he saw that on on Monday night. I think that's gonna give us some confidence going into this into this week. So I'll take Cincinnati at home. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll with
0: Cincinnati too. I think Jake Brown can have a repeat performance of, of what he did this past Monday because you you saw it early. The game plan was, which it was kind of, you know, I get it. It was a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of screens, a lot of short passes, but it was get the ball to your players and try to get them in space. I mean, and then if, if we can catch them napping where we can get one deep, we'll do it. And that's what happened this past Monday with Jamar Chase, right? You know, I mean, he had 11 catches. He got targeted 12 times, so they – They made sure that he got the football, Um, you know, and a lot of times it was kind of, you know, the quick game and slant screens, nothing too deep. But it was more so like, okay, let's let's get the ball out quickly, get the ball in his hands. Let's see what he can do with it. And then let's see if we can catch him deep one time. That one time they caught him deep. They did. He bust a long one down. If I think it was like 75, 76 yards for a long touchdown, Um, you'll take that. Uh, they ran the ball pretty real. Uh, Joe Mixon had 68 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Brown was the backup running back coming in. He had a couple of big mm-hmm. long runs. So they, they ran the ball for 156 yards this past Monday. So if they can run the ball like that again and be if and, and Jake Brown, it can be effective to where – He's, and I mean, he spread it out too. I mean, you know, yeah, Jamar Chase had 11 catches, but Joe Mixon had six catches. Tyler Boyd had five catches. Uh, he found Tanner Hudson a few times, T Higgins. So it's just kind of like, I think he threw it to maybe like seven or eight different receivers. Uh, so it's just kind of like, you know, if they can spread it out and then run the ball effectively like that, I think they got a chance. I think they'll do that uh, for sure. So I'm going to roll with. Cincinnati as well I like the Colts though I do I do like the Colts um because they they showed some grit last week they could have they could have bowed out pretty early against Tennessee because it looked like that was going to happen but they found a way to unfortunately for Titans fans do what they always do find a way to beat the Titans (laughs) so it's just Uh, (laughs) it it is what it is with that I'm I'm sorry y'all I don't mean to take no shots at y'all like that but it it's the truth. Those, those are the <laughs> those are the facts. Those are the facts. But in I, all honesty, though, I, I do. I think since that, it will have a, another good game plan. Um, I, me personally, I kind of like the coach defense a little bit better than the Jaguars defense. I think it's a, a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, but I think they can still find a way to kind of do the same things to to, to get off and and, and help. Uh Jake Brownie have another another game like that and they'll get it done. Uh next game here we got on tap. We got the uh Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, we thought, you know, by this time of the year, this would be two teams possibly fighting for, you know, the number one seed, home field advantage. Um, but the Chiefs coming off that strange loss, that Sunday night football uh, game to the Packers, um, and then you got Buffalo coming in at 6-6, six and six, pretty much kind of in the same situation as the Bengals. Each win is – each game now for them is the playoffs because they really can't afford to lose any more games. or so it's – it might be over compared to yeah. the way it is looking for some of these teams and when tiebreak is coming to play. Uh I don't know. You know, both I feel like both teams got something to prove here. Who you got in this one?
1: I'm gonna take Kansas City. I just don't I just don't know with Buffalo, man. I just don't know. I wish they were a whole lot better. I wish they were been playing better earlier this season. Not to say that they're not gonna play well against the Chiefs. They're gonna they're gonna show up. It's gonna be a good game. It's going to be a good game, but I think that the Chiefs find a way to get it done. Um, I think they get it done at home, man. I think they get it done at home. I wish they, once again, I know I talk about playoffs, but, like, go play in Buffalo. Um, The the Bills always got to go down, even regular season.
0: It seems like it, does not Yeah.
1: (laughs) Every time they play in the regular season, they in Kansas City, send them to Buffalo. My two cents. But I think the I think the Chiefs bounce back from 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 the loss of this past weekend. Um, I would love to see the Bills win. I think my I think my heart is saying the Bills. Like I want the Bills to win. I just don't know if I can trust them defensively. And I think that Pat Mahomes makes a couple a couple more plays, man. So I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I and mean Buffalo defense too.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. I mean, you know, Buffalo coming off their bye week, so um, they're real well rested. But man, they've been—I mean, outside of some of the luck that they had too, as far as bad luck—but they've been pretty banged up this year too. And I think you know that has a lot to do with it, probably to where they are right now. Yeah, um, at, at six and six, I mean, they've been pretty banged up. And I know at this point in the season, everybody is banged up. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. But um, I just – I think Kansas City just finds a way to get it done at home. Um, And Buffalo will be in huge trouble of possibly missing the playoffs. I mean, Mm -hmm. then on on top of that, there's been a a, a couple of off-the-field distractions that's been going on now in Buffalo. Um, you know the Von Miller situation. Um, yeah, I'm hearing about the the comment with with Coach uh, Coach McDermott uh, using 911 references and everything. So it's just a lot of distraction off the field that's going on right now for Buffalo. Uh, I think on the field, you know, uh, I'm just not quite sure what's going on with them, but it that's that's just that. Uh, can see the defense is much, much more improved. Um, you know, a couple of hiccups every now and again, but a very solid defense this year. Um mm-hmm. and I just think offensively, somehow, someway they'll get the ball back rolling here a little bit. Uh, but you can tell they miss EB. You, yeah. you can tell they miss EB. Um, uh, the just I don't know, it's something about the play calling is that it is just different. Um, uh, because I know people want to talk about Pat Mahone's receivers, but I'm like, for the most part, these are the same guys that was just there. Minus what? Minus yeah, Juju. Yeah. And Juju. I yeah. mean, so what's so different now? But I think the Chiefs end up winning it though. You know, I just, I, don't know, I, tr- I trust them more than Buffalo right now. I just, I put yeah. it that way. I trust them more than Buffalo. Um, uh, Then we got uh, the big, biggest, biggest game of week 14 this week, Um, Sunday night football, division rivals. Uh, At this point now, because of the loss that happened for Philly last week against the 49ers, I think now possibly first place here on the line or a tie for first place here in the NFC East. So we're talking about a, a, a chance from being possibly the one, two seed, to now being a five seed in in the playoffs here. That's a big difference from being at home in your home field and then having to go travel to possibly Atlanta or, you know, whoever it could be. So, uh, man, big, big game right here, man. Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, Outside, I mean – Outside of the Eagles loss, Dallas has kind of been rolling the last few weeks. And you could say up until last week with the, with the 49ers loss, you could say the same thing for the Eagles. So, um, essentially, two two hot teams uh, facing each other, division rival. This one is in Dallas. If I'm not mistaken, Dallas has won the yeah. last five matchups that's been in Dallas. So, uh, it's, it's kind of been working in their favor. Who you got in this one? I think I'm going to roll with Dallas, man.
1: If they wouldn't pick the Cowboys to win this game, I think the Eagles would definitely be motivated to play better. They got boat ranged on Sunday. Um, just the Fortniters did whatever they wanted. Um, and I know that they're not, obviously, they're not happy with that performance. Um, and now you get to roll into Dallas and kind of right those wrongs. But the Eagles have been struggling um, offensively. They've been struggling a little bit. Uh, they should be able to run the ball against Dallas. Dallas does give up some stuff, uh, give up some yards in the running game. So they should be able to get that run game back on track. Uh, they just got they got to figure out the middle of the field. They got to figure out those that those linebackers. Um, they got to figure out those guys in coverage, man. They team are going to keep going at them, and you got guys like Brandon Cook and Toby Pollock. Even CD Lamb are being in the slot for things on Sunday. They're going to attack those guys, so they have to figure that out um, on defense for Philly. And I think that Dallas has just been rolling, man. I think Dallas is hot. That Prescott is playing some of the best ball that he's played since he in the NFL. See, um, he's getting the ball to CD Lamb, and CD Lamb is showing why he's a number one receiver, why he's a number one option. And obviously, man, be, that. That defense, they give us some rushing yards, but when, when it's time, especially that defensive line, when it's time to make a play, they make a play. They make a play. So I'm going I'm to go with Dallas. I think Dallas gets it done, which would turn the NFC completely on its head because then I believe you'll have three teams atop the NFC that have three losses. In yep. Denver, San Fran, that Denver, Lord have mercy. Dallas, San Fran, and Philly – and so that that first-place spot is wide open. It's wide open. It's up for grabs. But San Francisco had the tiebreaker because they beat the Cowboys. And, and Philly. Beat. Yeah. So it really just opened up that divisional race. And like you said, now it becomes okay. between For Philly and, and Dallas, And I think both teams have made the playoffs. But am I hosting it? Do I have a bye? Or do I got to go to whoever wins the NFC South? So I got to go to their place. So
0: I'm going to pick Dallas. I, I'm going to pick Dallas. When the schedule first came out to me, I I kind of always had it to where, because it's just been happening the last few seasons, that the home team will win each one. That they would split. Um, I think it's going to happen again this year. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with Dallas, too. Um, they just – they play so well at home. Man, I don't think uh it's been a while since they've lost a home game too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Um so so they've been they they've they've played pretty, pretty well at home. Um I think it's gonna be kind of similar to maybe to the first game, a little back and forth, a lot of action. Could come down to a play or two here or there. Um, but I think this time with it being at home, uh I'm I'm gonna roll with Dallas too. Um and that you're right, they will shake it up. Cause I think at that point We didn't even mention them, but we got to mention Detroit too. They end up winning. That's that's four teams all at ten and three. Um, (laughs) So that's yeah, that's that's gonna make it. That's gonna make it crazy for sure if Dallas ends up pulling this one Mm -hmm. off, and I I think they will. Um, Like you said, man. Dak has been rolling. Um, You can tell now that him and Mike McCarthy um, are are meshing well together. They're filling it out. They're making sure, you know, they're spreading it out. You know, they making sure C.D. is uh, getting his targets that he needs, in which, you know, he hasn't really complained about it if he doesn't have, like, a 100-yard game and then like that. But you can tell that he just want to make sure, hey, just get me involved somehow, some way. Yeah. They're doing that. Um, here lately, they've been getting Brandon Cooks involved. Uh, he's been having a, a heck of a few weeks. Uh, Tony Pollard is running the ball well, um, like you said, defensively. Yeah, they give up a few plays here and there again, for sure, uh, in the run. But uh, when it's time to stiffen up, they do. Uh, they When they get turnovers, time to turnovers, they get them. Uh, it seems like week in, a week out. So, I'm going to have to roll with Dallas this week as well, too. I think they get it done and they, they find a way to shake up some things for sure <laughs> in yeah. the NFC. Uh, man, it's going to be a great, great week 14. Uh, update, 21-18 now. Uh, New England Pittsburgh So and I'm, I'm hmm. pretty sure They're kind of Heading into I'm not sure What quarter it is They might be heading Into the fourth now Or in the fourth But 21-18 now So it's It's a game my, right, Mike Tumlin, Mike Tomlin Mike Tomlin Oh my right, Pittsburgh Yo We got Hey That's man Right there Keep <laughs> <doing> <laughs> your thing, Keep That's doing the your man Right there That's the man That's the man for sure, but man, going into now back into some more college football talk, uh, a crazy, crazy championship weekend. Um, You know, the one thing that most people didn't want happen end up happening uh, once Alabama defeated Georgia, Mm -hmm. and then we was all sitting there waiting after. That game finished. Watching Louisville and, and and Florida State, I'm pretty sure a lot of America was some part of America was probably cheering for Louisville. There's another part that was cheering for Florida State, and you probably sat there when the game was over. You thought, okay, Florida State won, thirteen and zero. Well, somebody's gonna get left out. It won't be them. All right, Undefeated. Power five champion. You know, did it without a quarterback, without a backup quarterback. Defense played a hell of a game. No losses. Everybody else has at least one loss that's, that's in consideration and everything like that. And then you wake up on Sunday. You had your breakfast, you had your coffee, sat down, turned on the selection show. And as they was going and then you saw Texas go in at number three and you thought, all oh, here comes the BS, <laughs> man. <laughs> and you knew it was coming down between Florida State and Alabama, and of course it ends up being Alabama, and everyone is shocked. Essentially, you know, was, yeah, shocked that it's just like, oh my God, we have an undefeated Power Five team. Like this, this is not Cincinnati. This is not UCF. This nah. is not, you know, this is, this is Florida state, you know, multiple national championships you're in and year out, you know, ball games, draft picks, NFL talent. I mean, the history, the tradition is, just there and you just boom. And there's no, there's no Florida state. And it's, and it's, and it's, ends up being Michigan, Washington, Texas and Alabama being the four teams that's going into the playoffs. Um, we talked about it a little bit after it happened, and me, me personally, all I could do is I just I just felt so bad for the Florida State players. I was shocked.
1: Yeah, Now, I know we talked the night before. I talked with a couple of my boys the night before, and we debated about it, but I told them. I said, man, this is a business. This is a business. And me personally, I thought Florida State wins. Florida State is in. It's going to come down to Texas and Alabama. And I'm like, they're picking Alabama. I was telling my boy, I was telling Dylan. I was talking with Dylan. And I'm like, they're going to pick Alabama. And he, well, Alabama lost to Texas. And I said, look, man. I said, it's a business, dog. And I said, and what it's going to be is, yeah, Texas beat Alabama, but Texas beat Alabama in week two. And that week two Alabama versus this Alabama, Texas not being that team, man. They're not beating them. And the committee is not going to leave out the SEC. They're not. So, I just knew, I just knew Florida State was in. And so, watching the, the, the selection show, when it popped up that Texas was three, I texted the group. I like, Bama's in. Like, it's Bama, cause I, I I thought Florida State was assuring. As soon as I saw her, like they left Florida State out, and I felt bad. It didn't hit me for real until they showed the reaction of Florida. Yeah. State. That's when it was like, dang, man like those boys went undefeated, won every game, everything they had to do. Without their quarter, won two games. Without their starter, they won a conference championship. Without they without the backup, and they don't get a shot to win the net to 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 play for a national championship. And um, felt bad, man. I did. Like it's, I agree with some what what Booger McFarland was saying. Where it's like, the, the why play the games? Why play the games if? Now it's not gonna matter. And it goes into kind of what I talked to you about, man. Was like, this has all been, this is this problem, this was gonna happen because there was not set criteria for a team making the playoff. There was no set goal line. It was all like, yo, we're gonna take it, we're gonna take this into account and that into account, and this and that, and that. There was never a you have to do x y you gotta do these three things you do these three 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 things you definitely have a shot again into the playoff and then everything else is irrelevant you know what I'm saying you do these three things this gets you to the playoff all the extra all the other stuff is extra and so you run into this situation um and then continuing to hear people talk about this topic hearing that there were there were five. ACC reps. I say reps, but in the committee, there's thirty. It's a thirteen-person committee, and five out of the thirteen have ACC tiles. including the chair. Include the chair. Yeah. Also, they were trying to go to the twelve-team playoff this season. They were trying to go to the to, to the twelve-team playoff this season, and the conferences that shot it down were B12. Pac-12 in the ACC. And so, people say, well, does does that matter? Like, that doesn't matter. They should still be at... I, I hear you. I hear you. And I agree. You won all your games. I think you should have a shot. But you run into the gray area of are they one of the best four teams in the nation. No set criteria. Everybody knows that Jordan Travis... Everybody knows that Jordan Travis makes Florida State a better team than what they are right now, and so without that, it's kind of like, man, we can't put you in the playoff without your quarterback. We can't. And people have brought up the Carter Jones deal and all that stuff. Carter Jones came in and whooped Wisconsin fifty dollars nothing when they when he played. So, Ohio State looked like they didn't miss a beat when Carter Joe stepped in and played. So it was tough, and like I said, I heard you know all the representatives. I heard about all the representatives in the you know in the committee, and then you know them kind of voting down the twelve, the twelve, 12th, the twelve 12th team playoff. I was shocked, man. I, I I thought I thought Florida State was in. I thought it was gonna come of Texas, down to Alabama. I thought I thought Texas was gonna be, and I've said on this show, I think Texas is the R-man out. I think Texas is the R-man out. So I was surprised. I was surprised that they had the balls to make that decision, to be honest with you. because that's that's tough. That's tough, that's a tough decision to come up with. And um, but they did it, and now it, it is what it is. So um I think that, if you if everybody kind of sits back and really really thinks about it, as far as it's like okay, who are the who are the four best teams right now to be playing for that? I think they got it right. Now people gonna have their and I'll let you kind of people gonna have their argument about about Georgia um, being in, um, but to me, I think you lost the SEC championship uh, to Alabama, and I, I think I think you're out, man. This this is not the the years in the past where you have you know, other conference champions, champions, excuse me, that have two losses or three losses or there's only two, two clear cut teams We're like, yeah, those two teams are like the best two teams in the nation. I, I said it earlier this year, man, like, I asked you, I was like, man, who, who's the best team in the nation this year? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's the best team in the nation because Georgia was, was – had their, you know, slow starts and all that type of stuff. Michigan was out here cheating, allegedly, but out here cheating. Ohio State really didn't look good. Um, uh, Washington, you know, Washington looked good, but then, you know, kind of had some losses. Oregon lost, loses to, to Washington. Alabama loses to Texas, and then Texas turns around, loses to Oklahoma. Like, who, who is the best team in the nation? You really didn't know. So this is a perfect. This really was the perfect year to go to that twelve teams or to go to six or whatever it is. So, uh, I, I hate it. I hate it for. I hate it for Florida State. I hate it for those guys, those players. I feel for them dudes. I feel for them dudes because now wouldn't talk about the your six ball. But now they going – instead of playing for in yeah, the semifinal for, for a chance to win a daddy, they playing in the orange bowl. Defeated. So
0: I mean, for me, um I think the whole issue with everything like that when it comes to the whole um, you know, four best teams thing when it's when it's not clear cut like it was in years past, like it is like it was this year, it it becomes and you I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the truth, it it becomes subjective. I mean Yep because who who you think is the four best teams I might not think is the four best teams. You might think oh the four best teams is Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Georgia. And somebody may say and my the other person might say no, it's Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas, you know, or whatever, you know, it's, it's 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 a lot, you know, uh a lot, you know, a lot to look into. I mean, it was a first for everything, man. It was, you know, first time that uh uh, a team out that was outside of the 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 top 6 to get in which was both Texas and Alabama first time that we saw the 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 previous number 1 not even finish in making it making it in uh, which was Georgia um uh, first time we seen an undefeated team in the power five not make it in was Florida State so um it it, it was a lot um like I said, ultimately, like honestly, just going back to Florida State, I just like you said when they showed the video, that's when it that's when it hit for me because it was just like, I mean, they did all they can do, right? You know, they they played the game on the schedules, they 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 lined up in front of them, and at the end, they had more points than the other team. They they controlled what they could control. They can't control the injuries. They can't control, you know, that another team out of loss and, 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 everything like that. And in the, and they couldn't control, you know, obviously how the rankings were going to go to, to get them in. So, um, it was just, for me, it was, it was just devastating, um, just to, to see them, you know, have, you know, really just kind of have it crushed right in front of them like that, you know, oh, yeah. just to be like, to tell them that you're not worthy, to be to – be, you're not one of the four best teams, pretty much, essentially is what they were told. Um, and, it, and it sucked. And when you want to talk about Georgia. I, I told you the few days – a couple of days ago when we talked about it and everybody was trying to make a case and Kirby was trying to make a case and I was like, that sounds good. But yeah. you lost the game. If you wanted to get in, you should have just won. You wouldn't have to worry about it. You win – you you win – you you celebrate you host up the ACC trophy and then come Sunday you really just chilling because now you know oh we going down to I think it was the Sugar Bowl that was the semifinal so you're like oh we are going down to New Orleans all right cool yeah and we then you knew it would have been now it's just trying to figure out was you gonna play Texas or was you gonna play Florida State that was gonna be pretty much going to be trying to figure out who you was playing. Cause at that point, Michigan, Washington was going to be set up. that's going to go to the Rose Bowl, which everybody would have loved because that would have been your classic big 10 Pac 10 or Pac 12 matchup anyway. And it's just, and it's just, it is what it is. Right. But it didn't happen. You lost. Come try again. 2024. I mean, that's, 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 that's all I could really, that's all I could really say. Um, I get, you know, I I, I get where everybody was coming from, um, but I think it was just – it was hard just to see, trying to see how Florida State – Got through in the ACC championship game, yeah. And you know, my my only other thing is, is I keep I hate that everybody is kind of like, well, they did this because they don't want to see what happened with T- TCU last year, and I'm like, yeah, I don't like that either, man. I'm like, what does well, I'm thinking, what does what does TCU have to do with any of this? First state, and then not I'm like you, and then um, then, the I'm thinking, yeah, and like, then I'm thinking, yeah, and I then then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, they did win the semis. I mean. And you know, I mean, granted, it was was it a uh, a crazy game and turnovers here and there and everything? Yeah, but they won the game. Um, so w- like, like, what are we talking about? Like, last last year, last year was the first year where we had two good semis. Every other year, it's been one yeah. game has at least been a blowout, or they both been blowouts. So it's just kind of like, what also, ta- so I'm
1: like, first year where we had. A blowout in the national championship. so it's like, yeah, yeah that was the we've first. Kid, one. We've seen blowout We've seen blowouts in the semifinals before. Yeah. If that was to get blown out, that wouldn't been.
0: there would have been nothing new. That would have been nothing new. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? So, <laughs> yeah. what, what, like, what do we do? What are we talking about here? But you know, I get it. Um, it is what it is, and I know people was like, you know, back on Georgia was kind of saying like, well, you know, think about it a couple years ago. They lost Alabama in the SEC Championship game and they still put him back in and I'm like, yeah, that's that's great, but that's a valid point because they did have him. but I'm also like you said at that point no one was undefeated going into the championship weekend but Georgia and Cincinnati <laughs> nobody else was undefeated so it was so- kind of like <laughs> at that point at that point before even before the game people was like Georgia's in whether they win or lose that's it. Because how could you how can you take them out when everybody else is gonna no one else is gonna have one loss outside of them? Alabama, Michigan. I think it was Michigan. And then it, yeah, Michigan. And then obviously Cincinnati was undefeated. So then it was like, okay, well then if if they, if they were to lose, who do you come in and put them in at, at that at that four spot or whatever? So it's just kinda like, well what you mean? Like obviously it was it was more simpler. It was more simple then. It was more clear cut. You had a you had a possibility of eight teams going for four spots. Yeah. Towards the end of the year. But yeah, you're right. So it was kinda like it was gonna you know, it was gonna be whoever win, you got more of a shot. Whoever lose, I'm sorry. Take this Take this as a constellation. You gotta you gonna have to deal with that or whatever. So
1: goes this New Year's Six Bowl, bro.
0: Yeah. And 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 my, my last thing, and then we're going to the New Year's Six Bowl is um people spinning narratives. Uh so of course I'm pretty sure we all seen the video of like the reaction of the Michigan football team once like it got announced that they were playing Alabama. Me- now, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that that wasn't more so – I don't think that was a oh, my God, we got to play Alabama. I'm scared. And I'm, I'm over here sounding like Coach 30. Who's <laughs> you know, oh, oh, my God, it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like scared. You know, it's I'm not, scared. I'm not an athlete. Because a- you know. <laughs> – what do we do? Yeah, I don't that. I don't I don't think it was that. I think it was more so the reaction of holy shit, Florida State just didn't get in. I feel like that was what the reaction was to me. Now I know, like I said, people are probably gonna spend the narrative and be like, and and, and I get it, go ahead and do that. They're gonna spend the narrative like oh yeah, they scared, bro. They scared. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think it was that. I think it was more so like. They were thinking, like, oh, my God, they really didn't put Florida State in. And, then, you know, and they just went yeah. from there. I don't know. I, well, that's just me, though. Uh, my initial reaction was, they're like, damn, we got to
1: But When I saw that I was like, ooh, them boys, like, damn, we got to play Alabama. <laughs> We couldn't get it. <laughs> We couldn't get we couldn't get Florida State like you know deal with them in the national championship. <laughs> so, um, that was my initial reaction. I didn't even think about that. It it, it could you know I don't know man. It could have been you know they were thinking about it and they like like everybody else like Chiefs like they really left they really left Florida State out. Um, that could have been the reaction. I know my, initially when I saw it, I was like ah, oh, them boys. Was not when it wasn't expecting Alabama, and they like,
0: dang it's Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Alabama. yeah. So that's initially what what I what I thought. So, but that's just me. I, don't, I mean, who knows, man? I wouldn't you know, we weren't there. People are it, you know. Either way, obviously to see the reaction, you and this, your initial thought is they like, dang, they don't want to, you know, they don't they don't want that smoke right now. They ain't trying to play them right now. So yeah, but, but it might not have been, man. But just for fun. I think they were like, yeah, this okay. We Tight. we better
0: buckle up, boys, because yeah. here, <laughs> here we go. No, no, yeah. for real, man. But I mean, I, I like I said, I, like I told some people, man. I just hope that we got we have another good year, some good semis, um, and then hopefully we and then to the follow it up, we get a good national championship game. We yeah. we haven't had it both all together in one year, um, so hopefully yeah. we get it all together here, man. I mean, we. Alabama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl game, um, Texas, Washington in the Sugar Bowl. So, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I like it. Can't wait to see what happens in both of those games. New Year's Day. So, that Monday, you already got the day off. You know what I'm saying? You Hopefully, you've, uh, you've gotten over that hangover. <laughs> you have recovered. <laughs> you recovered. You know what I mean? And, and you all good, right? But, I mean – Talking about that, that's just, that's the semifinals, man. But these New Year's Six Bowls, I mean, great, great, words. great matchups, bro. Great matchups. I mean, in the Cotton Bowl, you got ninth-ranked Missouri, uh, who had a hell of a season um, going up against Ohio State. That's ranked number seven. Um, you got the Peach Bowl between Penn State and Ole Miss. Uh, both 10-win teams had a great year, which if we had a 12-team playoff, Ole Miss would have been the last team to get in. Over Oklahoma, so you know that would have been crazy. Both these teams would have been in in the in the, in the playoffs here. We had a twelve team going on. That's in the Peach Bowl, um, the Fiesta Bowl, Liberty, and I mean they they showed the point rankings and system. It was barely barely yeah. over SMU. It was close, but they were they at least rewarded somebody for getting going. For being defeated. undefeated, yeah. <laughs> they they got them and they taking yeah. on Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in the Fiesta Bowl. And then of course, uh the orange bowl between, you know, the the which we said it was gonna be two teams is gonna be pissed. I think these the two fan bases is probably pissed <laughs> off the most, which is yeah. Florida, uh, Florida State and Georgia. So those are the New Year's Six matchups, man. Um I think they're all going to be spectacular games, man. Which which ones you can't wait to to look forward to see. The one I'm
1: most intrigued about is Missouri-Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm most intrigued about because I think I think throughout all these games are going to be guys that don't play. There's going to be guys that don't play. I think definitely the Georgia-Florida State game, they are going to be guys that sit out. There are going to be guys that don't play that game. I think them dudes at Missouri are going to play. I think they're going to play because I think they'll have something to prove against Ohio State because nobody's going to pick Missouri to win this game. Nobody. And I think that Missouri is going to have a chip on their shoulder. And they're going to be ready to play ball, man. I, I really, I really do. So that matchup, when I saw that, I was like, ooh. I like that. Missouri up against a traditional powerhouse. Like That's going to be, that could be real tricky for Ohio State, man. Like, they're not just going to walk in there and beat Missouri. They're just going to walk in there and beat Missouri. So that's the one that was most intriguing to me. Um, and after that it probably was the Penn State uh, Ole Miss game. But that Ohio State, Missouri, that's the that's the one. That's the one I'm most interested in watching.
0: Yeah, for me, it was actually it is the it's the peach bowl it's between Ole Miss and Penn State. Um I think this this one will have a lot riding into it. Uh just because, you know, whoever gets whoever wins is going into eleven wins. Um yeah. then I'm I'm also thinking about just, you know, just the mentality of it, right? Like it seems like year in and year out, these two teams can be right there in the thick of it in their confidence, yeah. but can't get over the hump against you know those certain teams. Like Ole Miss, it's been a while, but they hadn't they hadn't beat Alabama in a while. Same thing yeah. for Penn State. You know, it's been a while since they beat Ohio State and Michigan. So it's just kind of like you know they Ole Miss lost the lost of two touchdown, You know game to to Alabama, and then they got they got the doors blown off them against Georgia, so it's just kind of like it's kind of separating them between you know the elite and then you know the yeah. great teams like can they finally you know be elite? I feel like both these teams got a lot to proved to say like going into next year we can be one of those teams to be reckoned with, and you know we'll you know we'll obviously be in the run into being that twelve team playoff, but you know we wanna we wanna go farther than that. That's the game I'm most intrigued to to watching. And then of course, you know, you got the orange bowl between Georgia and Florida State. What I'm not going to like about it is, is that the narrative that people are going to spin, right? Especially for for Florida State. Like, yeah. like if Florida, if Florida State loses, everybody's gonna be like, see, I told you, they're not a playoff team. Woo, blah, 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 woo, woo, ABC one, two, three. And then it's like if they if they win, I can see some people being like, well, Brock Bowers didn't play. Georgia yeah. didn't have all their guys. These guys yeah. are the transfers, blah blah blah, and it's just kind of like I don't know. It's kind of yeah. it's crazy, right? Now the crazy, the also the weird thing about that one is, is like, say if Florida State wins, right, and they go to fourteen and zero, And you have let's just say a, let's just say. Um, Let's just say either Alabama or Texas wins wins the Natty. When it comes into the AP poll, at that point, it's only one undefeated team left. Do you make like as a voter? Do you put Florida State in at number one, <laughs> or do you, or do you put one yeah. of them? You know, it's yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting to see. But yeah, for me, that's that's going to be that um I, I do like that Missouri Ohio State game so I think that one is that one's going to be nice um for sure um, but to me yeah the Peach Bowl is is the mm-hmm. one that I can't wait I'm looking forward to and then of course just the narrative that everybody's going to spin when the, when the Orange Bowl happens so you know that's that um bowl season is what next week pretty much yeah next week then next week yeah, next week. So yeah. we you know, we you, you think football you think college football season's over and it's really not. I mean, technically you still got one more game, one regular mm-hmm. season game left with Army Navy, um, this Saturday. Um go Army. Will I watch it? Will I watch it? Yes. It's football. I mean if <laughs> I will I watch it, yes. Um uh, I'm I'm rolling with Army too. Uh, yep. so that's that. But hey, after that, man, that 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 next Saturday, December 16th, they start rolling in, man, for the bowl game. So um it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, fun, fun to watch. Pretty much almost every other day, it seems like there's gonna be a game for you to watch. Um mm-hmm. if you got time to, man, enjoy them. Um watch them and everything like that, man. So can't wait. Fold season getting ready to start. Uh, man, we get ready to wrap up another episode. Anything you want to say to the people as we finish this one up? Just continue to stay safe, stay healthy. Continue to uh, just
1: end, end this year out strong, man. End this year out strong. Um, finish whatever it is you got to do with work and then enjoy the time off, man. Enjoy time with your folks. Enjoy the time off. Um, you know, eat some hot chocolate, all that stuff. Eggnog, nah, a lot of people like eggnog, nah, stuff like that, man, like, just keep back and chill, man. We got opportunities, man. Sit down and relax. Reflect on the year. And uh, get ready to jump into 2024 with a with a killer mindset, man. But enjoy this time, man. Enjoy this time with a fellowship. Man. That's it, man. That's it.
0: Yeah, same for me. Um, definitely, uh prepare yourself if you haven't already you need to go ahead now start preparing yourself for 2024 don't wait till it gets here to want to prepare yourself you need honestly if you you, you probably should go ahead and start preparing for it now um just go ahead and get get your mind right for it uh obviously you know take everything one day at a time but you know it's just getting closer and closer to that time man just get your mindset ready on um, for 2024 to you know achieve whatever you wanted to achieve, accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. um, Definitely want to have that mindset. But like you also said, man, enjoy this time of the year to take time, reflect on how you got here. Uh, A lot of people didn't make it to this point, you know, so uh, reflect on the time, how you got here, enjoy the time that you have, like with your family, with your friends, man. Uh, However, However, you you can make sure you do just that. Enjoy your your time with your with your fellow family and your, your friends and everything like that, man. Just enjoy this season. I know sometimes for some people this this season can be tough, um, but make the most out of it for sure. Make the most out of it. Um, continue to support the podcast. Um, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all the socials. Uh. Yeah, we, we saw all the interaction this past weekend. I know I know a lot of folks is probably looking like, uh, uh I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was it was it was a good little weekend, man. We enjoyed it. Uh trust me, that's 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 something that we love. Um Yeah, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh no means no. No means no. Simple as that. I don't really have any much else to say behind it. Uh, but yeah, man, we, we we appreciate it. Just continue to support us um, as we move along in this journey, man, as we get to end off this year right and come in with 2024 with the bang, man. We appreciate it. We are, what, T-minus about two weeks from Capricorn season. You know. Just gotta, just gotta throw that out there. Just know. throwing it out there. Yeah, you know, so we, y'all know what we coming you know from. Look, we look, look, look. I'm gonna be on my Kanye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the Sagittarius enjoy it, cause idea, you know it, it's, cause it's their time. It's their time. Respectfully, it is their time, and we gonna let them have it. But we on the I'm way. Just saying, yeah, we on the way, and I'm just saying, right? Like, what's who else you know? Start the year off. I mean, end the year off for you and then come and start the year off for you. Can't nobody else say that. That's tough. You know what tough. What I mean? Can't that's nobody tough, else say that. People don't really talk about the Capricorns like that, man. Like, I don't, you
1: know what I mean? That's tough, man. That's tough. You everybody everybody ain't able.
0: Everybody ain't able. You know hey. Hey. You hey, <laughs> know, they not, man. They not. Everybody everybody ain't able, man. I just able, We just wanted to throw that out there. That's, that's yeah. all. We, we ain't trying to start nothing. We don't want no smoke. We don't, want yeah. no, we don't want no smoke from no Aquarius, no Sagittarius, no Gemini. <laughs> we don't want no smoke. We don't want no Damn. smoke because we know it. Like for example, right now we know it's Sagittarius time, and we gonna let them have their time. Definitely. We just throwing that. We just throwing a reminder out there. We not. We not coming in trying to step out and be like, "Hey, look at me." We we in the back chilling, just saying like, "Hey, just letting you know." In a minute, we're going we gonna to need you that. Know, yeah, that, that's all. That's all. We don't want no that. smoke. We don't want no smoke.
1: Uh, quick is. update. New England,
0: 21. Pittsburgh, 18. Mm, still, final. okay. Oh, final? final. Hey, tough. Tough, tough, tough. Tough, tough. tough. <laughs> Checking in Ontario. ah uh. <laughs> <laughs> it be all right. For sure. For sure. Yeah, he definitely will be all right. Uh, he won't have some money this past weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, man, we, we appreciate it, man. Much love. Uh, continue to keep supporting us, man. Until the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Yes.